This episode of This Week in Nerd News was written, recorded, and produced during the 2023 SAG After Strikes. Without the labor of the actors currently on strike, the content being covered here wouldn't exist. Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Keith Reekley. We are back with a traditional episode. It's been a while since it's just been two of us on a mic. I'm excited to be here with you, Keith. Yeah, I'm having a good time to be here, too. And we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. So how about we dive straight into it? Yeah, let's dive straight into it. Like, we are right in the middle of October, because that, that's, it's just weird, Keith. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, 2023 is almost done, which is wild. But hey, moving on to better things, I guess. Oh, God, I didn't even think about 2023 as a whole. Okay, we're getting off track. We're going to stay focused. We have some Mad Libs. We haven't done Mad Libs in a minute. So we're actually going to go back to September for a little bit, and then we're going to come back to the present. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay, well, you know how this works. We're going to ask you some questions about the weird stuff going on in pop culture, and we'll see if you get the answers right. So this is from early September, but do you know which board game is in the works for a live-action game show adaptation with none other than Laval Burton as its hosts? Not that this would help you, but it will be on the CW. Everything's on the CW. They don't know what their identity is. I'm ruling out Monopoly because I know they're making a movie about that, and they wouldn't do both at the same time. That would be a lot. I'm going to go ahead and get... Uh, sorry. Oh, no. Good good guess. Good guess. No, the answer we're looking for was Trivial Pursuit. That is better for television, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, it, it they really should have just given him Jeopardy, if we're being honest with everything. This feels like a consolation prize, but hey. I mean, like... like He's personable. He he likes sharing knowledge. I think Trivial Pursuit is a good match, so I'll watch an episode, at least, maybe. Um, <laughs> moving right along to question number two, we got a trailer for The Book of Clarence, a biblical epic about a man named Clarence posing as Jesus Christ around the same time that Jesus Christ was also around. It has more than its fair share of impressive names attached to it, such as Omar Sy from uh, Lupin on Netflix, and Adop from Teen Titans and other, other some such. Sorry, Titans on Max. She's been in a lot more stuff, I promise. James McAvoy, Benedict Cumberbatch, but Clarence himself is portrayed by this star. Um, would you like a list of things this person has been in? I can see it, but I guess for the audience, let's go ahead and read it off. Yeah, the, the audience c- cannot see the list of things that I've written down, but... So, uh, in list, in no particular order, roughly chronological, uh, he's been the star of The Changeling on Apple TV, Disney's Haunted Mansion, The Harder They Fall, Netflix's Death Note, Atlanta, and if you weren't getting it by this, by that one, you'll get it by this one, uh, Sorry to Bore You. Yeah, to be honest, I got it with the first one. I'm talking about none other than Lakeith Stanfield. He's fun to watch. Um, but like, The Changeling, relatively new TV series on Apple TV+, Plus, not the most popular streaming platform. Haunted Mansion, not sure if anyone actually saw that movie. I watched it last week. Sorry, Was it good? The cast is better than the story is. I mean, that, that tracks. Um, <laughs> you would have gotten it on The Harder They Fall. You love that I movie. I love that um, movie. Black Cowboys, again, like, that's my sweet spot. 
And then the the last three I think would give me is at that point I could have picked one, but I, I wanted to include them all. Yeah, for sure. And the reason why I knew it from the change is because, like, I haven't seen it, know nothing about it. All I know is that his picture's on all the promotion for it. Moving on to another bit of September-y, october blended together news. One of the most popular games, or rather, a game that is also a platform for games in the world for the youth is getting a PlayStation port after this time. Oh, I have no idea what this is. I'm gonna focus on what I can kind of control here. Um... Most popular game that is a platform for games. Is this a Fortnite thing? No, not Fortnite. Um, Roblox. It is Roblox. Yes. Because like, I, I was thinking Roblox, but like in my mind, Minecraft, Fortnite, and Roblox are kind of interchangeable because I don't play any of them and they're carefully geared towards younger adults or kids. But I remember that specifically that Roblox is a, about building games within it, right? I wouldn't blame you for conflating those. I conflated Roblox and Fortnite for the long no Roblox and Minecraft for the longest time because Minecraft is built off of blocks, right? Like easy enough to create. And then you look into Roblox and it is this this platform that has generated an ungodly amount of revenue. It's a child economy. Yeah, it's it's kinda scary. Um and then Fortnite is also a hodgepodge of different franchise. But like you pick the right one. That's no. what matters. You pick the right one. I do know, uh, one thing I remember, fun fact, is back in the pandemic where meme stocks were a thing, Roblox was actually something that like, really caught on. But I think, let me clarify, Roblox was not a meme stock, it was just like a good stock to buy at the time that was on the way up because kids were all stuck inside the house and gravitated towards yep. it. But yeah, that's one thing I remember. Oh, I'm such so an adult two more now. questions. You're doing great today. <laughs> hey, killing it. So we're moving on to this movie company is attempting to move away from the art house auteur films that we know and love from them in an attempt to pivot to more commercial affairs and presumably explosions. Okay, so I'm assuming this is what eight I'm gonna guess A twenty four. You would you would guess correctly. Hey, because I was trying to think like what's a movie studio that's like popular but not like a big one, and like even with all the strike stuff going on, A twenty four kind of agreed to terms immediately because they were like, yeah, we're fine with that. So shouts to them. A A twenty four, like I I love their alt house stuff. Like I think I think everyone knows how I feel about everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Iron Claw looks really good. Like everything they produced is phenomenal. Oh, they did and that. I hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that okay. was them. So, um, I hope that in the process of trying to get more mainstream money, because business and whatnot, I do hope that they don't forget their roots and how much we adore their more intimate uh, experiences as well. Yeah. And then finally, rounding it out with some more video game news. Microsoft knows that they need to generate goodwill surrounding their recent Activision Blizzard acquisition and announced that they are very interested in bringing back this game franchise famous for its unique controller. Yeah, um, you, you did good by bringing up more video game stuff because you know that's an area that I'm playing catch-up in, for lack of better phrasing. Um... I'm trying to think. And also, like, I've also, like, literally never owned an Xbox. I've been, like, all Nintendo or PlayStation my whole life. Did Halo have its own <laughs> controller at what point? Think about a controller that is iconic. You you know this, Keith. I believe it. I probably do. My brain wires aren't going to connect on it. Okay, um, unique control. I'm going to kick myself when I don't get this. Um, Yeah, yeah, you are. I'm blanking. What is it? It's Guitar Hero. 
that hurt a little bit, but it's fine. Yeah, Guitar Hero is something that's very interested in coming back, which makes sense. It's it's one of the more iconic games of of our time, uh, specifically because of the controller, which led to several other spinoffs and whatnot. You broke even, three out of five. Good job, friend. It's good to be back with the game shows. So uh, let, let's take a break, and then we can talk about other things that have happened this week. And we're back. This was the week where we got to have New York Comic Con, which, historically speaking, and still relatively the case as of now, that's one of the weeks you will circle on the calendar because you know a lot of people are going to drop news when it comes to entertainment space and general nerddom, whether that be new trailers, whether that be just new announcements, etc., etc. So with that, out of a lot of the news that we had at Comic Con this week, I'm going to focus specifically on the updates that we've gotten on various adaptations that caught my eye. So first off, we have Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which is the animated series based on Scott Pilgrim vs. the World comic book series that will be on hitting Netflix on November 17th. To make matters even better, this adaptation will feature the entirety of the original cast and creators and everyone that was involved with the live action film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World for all returning to voice over their characters and I like to think in the back of my mind that this is something that really kicked off when we were in the middle of the pandemic and everyone got together to do that live script read that um, when everyone got together now a lot of that if you don't recall in like 2020 maybe 2021 a lot of people that worked in Hollywood were bored so they were doing a lot of random things to like fulfill themselves from their homes one of them will be doing live script readings Lord of the Rings cast got together and did one the fans loved it and so did Scott Pilgrim's group and I'll be honest this is one of the both of the only two that I watched of the many that actually happened happened so i'm glad to see this actually happen come to fruition and i'm curious to see how it plays out because there's scott pilgrim historically is one of my favorite properties i even have like a small nod to it one of my tattoos that's like small enough to only i really know about it but it is indeed there and i think one good thing about this turning into a series with the same people who are in the movie is that as much of a cult classic as the film was and as much as a classic classic as the graphic novel is i feel like the film missed out on a lot of the important nuance of that story as wonderful as it was prime example being that scott pilgrim is not a good person because somehow a lot of people primarily like young teenagers were able to watch that film and walk away with this odd fascination with scott pilgrim and full disclosure i was one of them as well and maybe it came with age maybe it just came with experience but as i got older and went back to rewatch that and read the comics book again from the adult perspective i was able to realize like oh scott is incredibly toxic in this case and so are other people that have their flaws and need to work on this stuff so my hope is that with more time we'll get to get more of that kind of content but also more of the other stuff that's in the graphic novel that we missed out on in the movie like all the backstory with knives chow and her family and how they are a large part of the world versus just her being scott's new kind of sort of girlfriend and stuff right like the backstory between him and kim like a lot of cool stuff that's there you know so i will stop talking about my favorite property one of my favorite properties for a moment and see if mikhail has any thoughts no like it, it looks like a fun trailer and i think one of the coolest things that i read in in the background was that like if the entire cast wasn't going to come back they were seriously going to reconsider recasting everyone and I think it's a testament to how tightly knit that group is that like everyone came back and everyone's really excited for this project. And 
to your point, uh, this was a, a seven novel series. Like the, these are these are like good sized books, and the movie did a pretty good job adapting everything. But a lot of the nuance was lost because that's the nature of adapting something that is long, lengthy, and putting it something consumable in what two hours, if that. If not even, I don't think. I think it's closer to like an hour and forty. That's that's wild. Movies have gotten so long since then. But like Scott Pilgrim is was a really fun movie to watch and a really really fascinating series to read. And I feel like a proper adaptation of the source material is exactly what we need right now because it it has the right balance of like lighthearted humor while also dealing with a lot of themes around personal relationships and connections. Um, and yeah, Scott Pilgrim is not a good person. And, and at no point should you think that he is a good person, but Michael Sarah is also fun to watch and endearing in some ways. Yeah. I think I think a key thing to note is that Scott Pilgrim becomes a good person throughout all of this. Yes, um, he learns and, a, and evolves. He learns. And I think that's a key thing. Like, this is a, a story about, like, becoming better. And in the movie, it happens at, like, this sort of, like, fast-paced thing whereas in the series i think we're gonna get a lot more of that like detail and like actually seeing growth rather than oh scott faced off his personal demons and now they're best friends and then you remember so like his personal demon was like chill as hell which was a great moment in the in the film but uh i digress i'm very excited for this i i want it now i can wait a month yeah you gotta wait till november 17th which is just a little bit over a month for us the next one is a personal favorite for both myself and mikhail we got a new trailer for season two of invincible which is the amazon prime adaptation of robert kirkman's famous graphic novel at this point and so this was announced in new york comic con as well and robert kirkman was on the panel and had a lot of different news and updates to share first of all he got asked questions about omni-man who is probably actually the like shining star of season one because he's the one that's showing up in mortal Kombat, not the namesake of the show which is i find funny and hilarious but he sucks he sticks with you the credit to the story jk simmons performance all those things but I digress. Robert Kirkman was asked about Omni-Man and if there will be a return in the future. Um, he says that, like, essentially, and this is paraphrasing here, a lot of stuff's going to happen in season two, but don't be surprised if Omni-Man comes back not only at a time when they're least expected, but also in a way they're least expected, which is a wink to anyone else out there who may have read the comic books, the graphic novel series as myself. We know what's going to happen, Keith. Not, we know what's going to happen. Not everyone does because the general consensus for people who've only watched the series has been in one very distinct direction and We've all just been sitting over here laughing with our Mr. Burns fingers. <laughs> At least I have. Um, but yes. Accurate. So, Accurate. I mean, I cannot wait to see them pull this off. It's going to be fantastic. But again, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But yes, it's going to be great. But um, but also when it comes to Kirkman's statements, for those who haven't seen this headline a few weeks ago, he doubled down on his idea that while he's trying to narrow down on a number, in his mind, a good amount of season to tell this story properly would be somewhere in the seven to eight ballpark. So. That's what we can estimate happening here. I mean, we already got like the bonus episode that was about Adam Eve. That was fantastic to help tide us over a little bit. But again, to recap, second season of Invincible will be hitting Amazon Prime on November 3rd. But to clarify so that you're not mad when it happens, I want to make this very clear. We will only be getting the first half of this eight episode season on November 3rd. So around four to around four episodes and they will be airing weekly afterwards they will go on a mid-season hiatus and the second half of season two will be premiering in early 2024 
again, on Amazon Prime Video. And a couple things I want to say before I hand the mic over to Mikkel real quick is that the cast of this show is absolutely incredible, and I feel like they're continuing that because while I haven't seen his name anywhere, I'm fairly, fairly certain to hear Sterling K. Brown's voice in that trailer as a new character. So I feel like just keeping that whole trajectory going, and that's going to be wonderful. So let's just see how it goes. Whenever we talk about graphic novels, I also want to shout out the illustrators. Yes. They are an equally important part to that. So shout out to Corey Walker and Ryan Otley, who did a phenomenal job bringing Kirkman's words to life. The comic's visual style left an impression because that the series looks like the comics in like the best way possible. And like we owe their designs to that. So sh- shout out to them. Um, Invincible is so impressive because it is the one Prime series that I actually know when it's coming out at any given time. <laughs> Invincible is the rare phenomenon where sort of like the, the social media team specifically for Invincible and word of mouth have elevated this this comics uh, adaptation uh, cartoon into something that is like public knowledge in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time. And rightfully so. It is one of the best pieces of like animated work I think we've seen because it does so many interesting things with the usual tropes around superheroes. So I I I need season two to be here already. If I could just fall asleep and wake up in early November, that would be great. I can't do that. So instead I'll just like rewatch the series. And again, the Adam Eve special was just phenomenal. Yes, yes indeed. Now you got me trying to see if I should go ahead and do a rewatch of that. But there's already too much content out there, so I don't really have time so for it. So much content. <sighs> so much content. Speaking of, moving on to the last thing we have here as far as adaptation updates are concerned. We finally have an official date for the premiere of Netflix's live action adaptation of Yu Yu Hakusho, which will be coming out on December 14th. Now for those who aren't aware, this is an anime series that was a gateway for many, many people who love anime today or have in the past, myself included, because I watched anime for years before this, but watching Yu Yu Hakusho was the first time that I realized that there was a connection between all these shows that I was watching and there's something different about them. So Yu Yu Hakusho was created by Yoshihiro Togashi, which focused is on a young boy named Yusuke Yorameshi who in the very first episode of the show gets hit by a car while doing a good deed to get the chance to come back to life as long as he does essentially fights for the underworld on the name of good. Now the reason why I say this for last is because Mikkel is a very good friend and will not let me pretend that this isn't happening, which I have been trying to do for weeks ever since I saw the live action adaptation of One Piece. Because I know the chance, see the unfortunate thing about them finally getting a live action adaptation of anime correct is that you now have a bar. Like, the bar was on the ground before, and if, like, they could have just switched the timing of release around, like, Yu Hakusho, it could have been amazing. But now I feel like it's not going to live up to the hype, and this is going to hurt even more. So given how this is genuinely one of, not one of, this is genuinely my favorite anime of all time. I watch it probably once a year. I have, like, my favorite character in the entire, my favorite anime character in the world is Kazuma Kuwabara, like, who I'm still trying to come up with tattoo ideas for. So if you find any out there, Feel free to DM me and stuff. Like, this is going to mean a lot to me. And, like, I don't mean to be one of those people that... I'm never generally one of those people who feels like an adaptation has to be, like, true to the letter of the source material. So I'm not even worried about that. I'm just worried about it being good. I'm going to keep reminding you that this is happening because it's a franchise that you love. Whether or not, this will be good. So, one, I do want to, to establish something that's really funny about the premise of the show. They let Yusuke come back 
because they don't have a space for him in either heaven or hell because they never expected a teenage delinquent to do a good deed. <laughs> As their last act, especially. As their last act. Like, it's just like, we did not expect you to die. None of our simulations had that happening. And had you not intervened, the child you saved would have been, like, less injured than what you did. <laughs> and that's just, like, a fantastic way to start a series. It's 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 one of my intro animes, right? Like, that and Mobile Suits, G Gundam. It's up there, sort of like, this is what definitively got me into, into anime. So, like, here's the other thing about the One Piece adaptation being good, right? It means that there is now space between the bar on the ground and the bar being, like, reasonably high, is that there is, there is room for it being okay, Keith. Like, that is an option now. Whereas before One Piece, the option was always the ground. <laughs> That's a great point. I like the like glass half full of points you took there. Like like we have we have range now. Like there is there is a distinct possibility that this might just be like this is fine. This is sort of like they they do one thing well. All right? Like I think we can hope for that. I hope we can hope for that. And that's where I will conclude my segment. So with that, we're going to move on to our patented, non-patented lightning round, which is when we get a chance to talk about some other things that happen in Nerd News we couldn't devote an entire segment to, but feel that you, as a member of our audience, should know. Starting off this week on a bit of a sad note, we're going to turn it all around, trust me. We're sending our thoughts, wishes, and love out to those who care for the late Keith Giffen, who was a famous comic book writer who passed away this week, and also the same goes to those who care for the actress Piper Laurie. And we also want to take a moment to share our love and condolences out to everyone out there who cares for Bruce Willis, who is now reportedly incommunicative in relation to his frontotemporal dementia diagnosis. Now, so Best Buy will reportedly stop selling physical CDs and DVDs in early 2024, which could be signaling the end of an era. Now it's just a matter of seeing if other major retailers like Target and Walmart end up following suit. Next up, the tables have turned in peculiar ways as Bloomberg reports that Netflix is aiming to open physical stores for fans so that they can buy merch related to their favorite properties sometime in 2025. So as we stop selling physical products for our favorite properties, Netflix is going to go all the way in on that just to try and see if they can find some more revenue. Next up, for all the Digimon fans out there, rejoice. We're getting a reimagining of Adventures 02 in the form of a movie, so keep your eyes out for that one. And lastly, Archer is somehow finally ending after all of these years with 14 seasons in tow, all culminating in a three-part finale. If you want to hear more from the Black Nerd Problems News Network, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture news. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I am your host, Michael Snyder. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts. Bye, folks.